This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name's Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Because that was part of the opening ramble is I was going to ask, is anyone <laughs> actually invested in one of the new shirts yet? And obviously now me and Will can see quite clearly that Liam has invested in the red shirt. Have you got both, Liam? Yeah, I got both. Didn't bother you keep this top this year, though. Uh, right. Two. I quite like two I quite like. I quite like I quite like the keeper's top. I have to admit. Will have you invested in the top yet? No, I do plan on getting the home shirt though, because um, I guess I always just get the home shirt, and sometimes get the away shirt as well. But it's been it's been a while since I've kind of like forked out for both. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing both to be honest, because I like I like the shades of them. I don't think they're gonna do like dark shades again, especially the home shirt. I like the red shirt. I wanted a red shirt, so gonna have to get a red shirt as well and like would you say it's red or would you say it's burgundy like what, 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 what's red. the verdict it's on definitely it red. yeah how's yeah, the size I, quite like it, you know? I like to try and i like to try and help the, the listeners with the size and like what <laughs> would you recommend to go for for uh well what's your the, build uh, about six foot aren't you yeah they're they're italian sizes so the i always have to get like in every other football shirt i'm a large but in these i'm an extra large because they're weird, weird like Italian array sizes, but yeah. Yeah, That's... I mean, I'm the last couple of seasons, so I normally get an extra large, but with array, I have to get extra, extra, extra large. So yeah, I, yeah. it's like two or three more than, but maybe it depends, you know, maybe large goes to extra large, but extra large goes to extra, extra, extra large, because maybe got, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got to go try them this year instead of just ordering them offline. I've got to pop down the store, might pick up a key ring or something else as well while I'm at it. That'll be all right. I'll tell you what I was doing before I jumped on this. I was watching a bit of the uh, the women's football that's happening at the, at the moment. Um, I mean, it's not it's not as bad as I remember it being. Like, I've watched it a couple of years ago, and, and like, I remember, like, everyone just blames the goalkeepers, and it looks really rough, but I'll have to say, to be honest, like, I, I don't know if you lads have been watching it, but it's been it, it's been quite watchable. Wills, have you got any opinions on, on women's football? Have you watched any of it at all so far? 
I mean, you kind of put me on the spot there because I've not watched any of it. This is the first game I kind of picked up today. I've watched little bits of highlights, but the first game I kind of picked up today is literally, it's happening as we speak. I've watched like some of the first half is Northern Ireland versus Austria. And some of the Austrian players look look like like, like decent footballers, like Northern Irish, apparently they're they're not very highly ranked, but the Austrian players, Liam, have have you bothered to invest any of your time into any women's football? Uh, not the Euros, but I remember watching the World Cup quite a lot when it was on the Women's World Cup, and I think it is sort of like improving these days. You know, I think it is becoming a lot more watchable. And you look at the attendance for that um, the first England game; it was higher than the attendance at the Euros final. So yeah. you know, with that being, you know, you could argue COVID and that, but like you know, it, there's becoming more of an interest now, and it is slowly catching the men's game up. So yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, there's definitely progress being made, but let's make some progress on this episode. Let's get this episode started. Hey, do you like my little hook in there? Do you like that? Do you like that? That was all right, wasn't it? That was all right. Right, let me kick things off. Oh, Reese Maras, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 75, and I am buzzing to be joined by the two men that I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. Of course, you've already guessed it. I'm talking about Liam Deadwood and Wills. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for saying hello. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, there's not there's not loads of news for us to plough through, but obviously the bulk of the episode really this week, as we sort of teased a little bit last week, is going to be league predictions, how we feel like the League 2 table is going to pan out in the forthcoming season. Now, I've placed every team in the division in a position. I don't know if you lads have done that kind of grunt work or you can just point and laugh at what yeah. I've done. Um, have you guys done, have done the whole Sheboygan? Will, have you done the whole thing um i've well i mean i'm i'm not confident on my fine distinctions between who's gonna be second and third and stuff like i've got rough idea i've got like rough predictions of who's going to be in the promotion battle who's going to be mid-table who's going to be in the relegation battle yeah i think it'd be decent for us to work through liam have you gone for the whole thing or have you just got a pip in here and there uh i did promotion and i did relegation but with the sort of mid-table area all right well i'll, I'll get us through the murky get us through the murky does. waters of mid-table then and you can point and laugh or whatever we'll <laughs> we'll get there when we get there anyway we'll get there when we get there 24 teams there's a lot of a lot of teams to put into position and um lads before we crack on with the news of course we've got traditions around here on the blue army podcast and at this point of the show that can only mean one thing and one thing only it's of course time for the blue army podcast Joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast. Joke of the week. It's going to be hard to top last week's joke, but we're going to try it. We're going to try it. Here we go. Here we go. What happens if you take the P out of a pirate? Alan, he becomes irate. 
um, well, you can see a lot more, can't you? And there's been comments made this week from um, uh, Carlisle coaches about seeing the, the Bielsa effect in Ryan Edmondson's game. And um, I mean, that can be fantasised in a lot of different ways. But I think what it really comes down to is the fact that Bielsa is a workhorse manager and he drives his players to become the fittest possible version of themselves in terms of stamina and strength and the ability to, you know, jump high and, and, and run for, for the most intensity. And I feel like that's that's the benefit that we're going to get because, you know, it doesn't matter if you let yourself go for a couple of months in the summer, that's going to be a factor for you. That's going to be in your back locker. And, you know, that's something that's going to be fantastic at this level. Will's pre-season, you know, the 14 goals in the last two games, has anyone stood out for you there? Um, obviously, the defence hasn't necessarily been tested too much. Um, so anyone really stood out for you in pre-season so far? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to mention Jamie Devitt again um, because I can't really, I, I don't really know too much about the full performances of everyone else because um, I've not seen all the highlights and the highlights that I've seen are kind of like a fairly low resolution. Can't, so I can't always tell what which players, are, you know, have got the ball. But um, seeing Devitt score a hat-trick the other day, um, he's featured strongly. And just because of that contract situation, and because of central midfield being, well, it was a priority for me anyway. And um, endeavour to play with that kind of like experience and now that I feel like we could really do with. So if he stays fit, and I think that's what it's all about, it's just if he can stay fit, he'll get a contract. Then, you know, I'm quite positive on the on the idea of, of going into the season with Devitt as... As, as one of our midfield players, um, I suppose it depends what formation we play, but if it's a now, three. There's been some more recent news in terms of like what might affect the midfield and what might affect Debit's chances going into the season. Because to be honest, it doesn't look like he's flirted with the, the opportunity to go elsewhere. He's probably had offers and they'll probably stay on the table, but they'll probably be your likes of your Wrexham's or... Um, you, you know, your you non-league teams with, with a bit of money in the back pocket and he's happy to sort of stay training with Carlisle United to see if this opportunity does pan itself out. Now, I think he'll be happy to take a six-month contract and the injury that's recently happened to Taylor Charters means that he's going to be out at the start of the season, which means that there's, you know, just that little bit more wiggle room in terms of if you want the options. And yeah, Jamie Devitt has looked <laughs> really good during pre-season. Um yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jamie Devitt came in and got and got a contract, to be honest. Um, and, and that seems to be the way things are going. Simo has spoken about things in terms of transfer targets. But the only thing he's really said is that he wants to bring in a central defender. Now, he hasn't obviously listened to our podcast last week where we placed our priority points firmly in the upfront position. But we did mention centre-back. We did mention right-back. And uh, an experienced centre-back... I mean, in Simo, we trust, don't we, gentlemen? Uh, Wills, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we, we did recognise centre-back was going to be a position yeah. that we needed. It's no surprise, yeah. but is it a surprise yeah. that there's only one more sort of uh, target, maybe, that Simo's interested in bringing in? I, I don't know. I mean, did he actually say, I'm only interested in one more player? I thought he said maybe we're after a couple or something, and maybe he's only mentioned one position. Um, but, I mean, we did bring up the you know, the thoughts that we need a centre-back and it's probably evidence that Ben Barkley's maybe not been brought in to be a main player or or at least um, or, or at least Simo recognises that we're lacking something in that area, possibly experience. 
they think they feel like it, you know it's a, it's another fantasy move, but like Simeu coming back, that's 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 that would fill that slot. I know it's not experience, but you yeah. you know that would be Simo would be happy bringing him back, and that would fill that slot, right? You know, Simeu coming back doesn't have to be necessarily experienced in terms of years. Yeah, I mean, experienced or proven. Ah, fair play. Fair yeah. play. Liam, are you, are you, are you surprised that uh, Simo's placing his chips in the uh, priority position of an experienced centre-back? Um, well, yes and no, because I think, I think what he's going to do is I think he's going to bring in a centre-back and a striker, both probably experienced players if he can. Um, but I think he's probably said the centre-back one because that's the player he's most confident in getting in. Like he's already sort of got one lined up coming in for that position. Um, but look, I think when you're playing with five defenders, you know, centre-back is obviously going to be a priority position. So, and as well, I don't like the Ben Barkley signing really. So I'm kind of happy that he is going to try and get somebody else to come in there. And the more the transfer window goes on with Simeu not getting a new club at a higher level, the more I start to think, yeah, centre-back has could be a sort of sign that he's saving it for Simeu coming back to get his old shirt number back. But, you know, I'm starting to think, starting to believe, starting to convince myself that maybe yeah, Simeon could come Southampton back. definitely are aware of potential interest because I think he did say something at the start of the window that that he would be interested in Simu coming back. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, we'd all be interested in Simu coming back. It's one of those, um, and, and hopefully it does happen. But, I mean... I, I'm sure an experienced centre back. It's one of those things that when you're at our position in the league table, you can wait and wait and wait it out, and you could get someone really good that hasn't, you know, maybe trialed somewhere and it's not worked out for him, or you know, just just something along those lines, and you can pull off a really decent deal at, at this stage. But obviously, you can put all your eggs in one basket, and it might not pull itself out. Apparently there was a deal that fell through for them about a week ago for an experienced centre-back and mm. uh, I mean, I'm not sure who mm. that was but, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but positivity, uh, for me anyway, in terms of the way that we've been recruiting this season, like I said, I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in terms of like when you're bringing in a Tristan Abrahams and uh, this season we're bringing in the Ryan Edmondson type, it just seems that we're putting together a much better squad and that will reflect where we have all predicted Carly United are going to finish next season in terms of the English Football League table. I told you there wasn't much news to cover, gentlemen. Let's get on to the meat and bones of the episode. Now, what I was just cheekily doing, actually, was also checking out the conference league. And I think it would be quite fun for us to maybe predict uh, the two teams that might get promoted next season uh, into the league um by all means i'll give you guys a couple of seconds to think about that so what we're doing now guys and i'm talking to the audience when i'm saying this if you've never seen it before it's a league prediction uh episode so i i've written all 24 teams down in the prediction uh that's going to be the official blue army podcast kind of format going forward you gentlemen are here to debate things with the official blue army podcast league predictions and you've also made a couple of your own predictions so that'll be quite cool we'll cover the two relegation spots first and then we'll cover the two teams we think that might replace those guys and then we'll carry on with the league tables i think i've waffled long enough for you guys to have a quick look at the national league table and make a (laughs) gut-wrenching uh 
you know, just a sort of instinctual sort of decision about who you th- think might get promoted next season. But yeah, here we go, guys. At number 24, going down bottom of the league, for me, it's Stevenage. One, because I absolutely can't stand them. Two, because they just narrowly avoided relegation last season. And three, they just don't, they don't look like they've done that great in terms of recruitment. They're bringing in players that have just been relegated players that aren't you know just it's not good options and it does I just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel um so I've gone for Stevenage on my rock bottom position for next season Liam Denwood who have you gone for rock bottom next year uh ditto Stevenage (laughs) very similar reasons I think they deserve a relegation because didn't they finish bottom and then like not go down a few seasons ago with the whole like financial fair play yeah. um, derby yeah. and I think Macclesfield got chucked down as well. So I think that I think they're owed a relegation, and I haven't really been impressed with what they've been doing in the transfer window. So I was kind of because there's a lot of teams that could go down this season, and you know if things start to go wrong here, we could be involved in that. But I I said Stevenage more because I want them to go down than. Anything else? So, yeah, Steven, I've got Stevenage at the bottom of my prediction. Yeah, there's, there's a lack of kind of like basket case clubs this season, I think, because in previous seasons, you kind of looked at the teams going into the uh, going into the um, season and there's always been someone like a Scunthorpe who you kind of almost look at and say, well, that's one of the relegation spots tied up. You know, never assume, but... Scunthorpe yeah. did go down, so <laughs> yeah, South End as well. Um, there was Chesterfield that scene. So there's the last few seasons. There's always been kind of like one team that you just kind of like nail it on them to go down. Um, and there's none. There's none. This well, you know, there's no teams that I'm aware of that are really struggling in terms of you know bad ownership that kind of thing. So um, I feel it's going to make it tougher for the smaller clubs, the Barrows, the Harrogates. Yeah, um, they're all in there. They're all in there. Yeah, and um, there is. I've put like, um, I haven't actually said who I think will finish bottom, but no, I've yet, kind of said who might. Yeah, I'll, I'll say now. So I'll just pick one of the teams. I've got a list of teams who I think will be in the relegation battle, and I am going to put Barrow bottom. Because they, I think, yeah, I think it's just. Barrow seem to always underperform, you know, compared to compared to the players they seem to have, their style of football they seem to play. Um, different manager again this season. So I don't know if they just keep picking bad managers. Maybe they finally solve that problem. Or if there's something else, I don't know, with their training facilities. But they always seem to kind of like, they assemble a squad that you look at and think, oh, that's all right. And then, you know, you see them play or you kind of hear reports from the teams that they've played against. You said, a Barrow play quite nice football. Barrow look decent. A Barrow were unlucky to lose. A Barrow haven't been getting enough wins. A Barrow have been and and it kind of for the last two seasons it's been like this. and then over the course of a season it gradually becomes Barrow are in a relegation battle. Barrow need to be careful and um, <laughs> may and I think I, I just kind of fear for them with the lack of that kind of like club that are going to just kind of like tie up the bottom spot or the relegations places through sheer incompetence. Um, I mean, the teams that I've got that might be down there with them, I suppose I'll best leave that until after you've done second from bottom. 
yeah, yeah. As we'll kind of cross well, over I mean, I've got second from bottom for me. I've sort of agreed with you. It's Barrow for me. I don't right. think they've done well in terms of recruitment this year. Last year, obviously, they were slightly ambitious, or at least, you know, what was perceived to be more ambitious than us in terms of offering money to, to players. They managed to snap up two of our, what were at the time, better players, um, or at least what we thought were. Sanzala's yeah. gone on to do quite well for himself, getting promoted towards the end of last season as well. So he's proven to be a quality player. And yeah, maybe there is something wrong over at Barrow. <laughs> Phil Brown is a manager that has probably been stealing a living for the last 12 years in football. I don't think he's had a decent job done in a very long time. And um, the inconsistencies with his management style, it could, it could, it could probably he's one of those managers that like he's, he's gone though, he's not the sack. Is he? Is he got, Phil, yeah, he's not Phil with Brown him anymore, left, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Phil oh, Brown did he actually go at the end of the year? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they got, they got the Yorville manager. Uh, uh, right, Pete Wilde. I mean, like, he's, he's, he's a manager who I remember him doing quite well when he he took over to Oldham in circumstances where he didn't even really want to be manager. He was, like, the academy manager or something. And... Um, did kind of quite well considering the circumstances and didn't stay on and got sacked probably um, unfairly, but kind of did well at Halifax. So, so, you know, they might have picked a decent manager this time. I guess I just kind of, I feel, I I just feel down on him. Yeah, well, like even without Phil Brown's stupid influence, I don't think Barrow have enough about them to to stay to stay in the division this season. Like you said, they've been just about skating by. Uh, they finished six points above, just one place above the relegation spot last season. And um, I mean, there were some poor teams in that relegation yeah. uh, spot last season. Liam, who occupies your second spot for relegation? I put. Harrogate Town. I have, can I just say I completely disagree about Barra. Like absolutely, I actually <laughs> really rate Pete Wilde, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna push for like a top, this is what top they're doing. This is okay. how Barra start the season. I know, I know, but I, but I said they would go down last season. I said they would go down last season. Oh, fair but enough. I do quite like Pete Wilde. Um, I think there's a good chance they could finish above us this season, Barra. Okay. Yeah. I think that is that is a real possibility, and and with with Harrogate, I just think, how are they in League Two, man? Just they've had they've had the fun. Go back down, please. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't want. I don't want to go to Harrogate. I don't. <laughs> just send them back down, and they, they don't have the the best players. I think that momentum they had from when they got promoted is sort of worn out now, and they had a really really bad finish the last season. Like I remember, they were pushing towards playoffs at Christmas, and they ended up in a relegation battle. And them sort of teams that finish the season that badly, like there's countless examples of it. Like you think back to when Sheffield United got relegated from the Premier League, you know, they had a brilliant start to the season. But when you finish the the previous season as badly as Harrogate have, more often than not, that bad form carries on to the next season. Just think of us under Chris Beach. We had an awful end to the season with him and it carried on next season because that downwards momentum was happening. And I think that's what's going to happen with uh, with Harrogate. And I think they'll get, I think they'll go down as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not predicting to do fantastically well either, but I mean, they're, they're the bottom end of the table for us, lads. I mean, in terms of the two teams that might end up replacing them from the, the National League, from the conference, I've just instinctually gone with Wrexham and Solihull Moors for a bit of fun, to be honest. They're the two teams I've gone for. The teams that were almost there, the semi-finalists in the playoffs, and uh, they're the two teams I've decided that might be appearing in League Two the season after next. Uh, Liam, have you got anyone that jumps out for yeah. Uh, I went with Wrexham to win it outright and um, Oldham to come up through the playoffs because I just think they need to be back in the in this division and that there's talks of, I think have they been taken over by new owners yet I think there's talk of it uh, but I think just that good feeling about getting the club taking them over again it will probably sort of propel them upwards so I think Oldham through the playoffs is my little prediction and um, Wrexham have just got too much money not to go up I think and they've got such a good squad. They've got squad. They've got a high, a much bigger budget than us in the league below. They've got players like Aaron Hayden, uh, Mark Howard's just joined them on a free. Um, you know, they've got a good squad, and I think they had a really bad start to last season, but finished the season off well. So I think if they can carry that on in, on the next season, then they should easily get promoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both are good shouts. Will, how have you gone for for your promotion um, contenders? In the did you want to know who I had second bottom? Um, do you, I thought you did second bottom as well. Do you not do second bottom as well? Sorry, go on. Hartlepool. Oh, Hartlepool. I thought you went with Barrow. Ooh. No, Barrow that was Barrow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you went with Hartlepool. Um, yeah, Many we can apologies. skip it over if you want, and I'll tell you who I think's coming up. Yeah, go on. Wrexham, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, um, there doesn't seem to be... I mean, like, it was big battle between Wrexham and Stockport last season, and Stockport won that. Um you look at the teams down there now and you just kind of think that Wrexham will just kind of like be imperious over everything. Um, playoffs is a bit of a crapshoot because um, Grimsby actually finished seventh or something and mm. came up through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, but I've kind of still kind of decided to go with the team that I think will kind of be one of the biggest teams, well, be one of the best teams down there. I think Chesterfield... Um, they were another team who was kind of like right in the battle, um, dropped off a bit, like didn't really stay in the battle for um, automatic promotion, but were when they kind of like dropped off towards the end of the season because they finished seventh. But um, I think they're they're still kind of like they've got money behind them, and I think they'll kind of like step up and you know. As I said, like we, you know, we're predicting a playoff winner. So the fact that I think that they'll challenge for the title probably yeah. means nothing. They'll probably yeah, then yeah. get knocked out in the playoffs, but and it'll get won <laughs> by, I don't know, Maidenhead. I mean, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned Hartlepool as we go back to the league predictions. Hartlepool is who I put in just outside of yeah. the relegation zone. They've lost their top goal scorer. Um, he was a midfielder as well Molinix, I think is how you say it I'm not sure, they lost Omar Boyle Molyneux. as well he was uh, Molyneux yeah. Um, and then you've got Omar Boyle as well, he was one of the top Bogle. goal scorers for them, Bogle yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the top goal scorers for them um, as well and they've lost um, a, a really good defender in, in Burn. so 
yeah, I just think they're going to struggle. Second season syndrome, and and it's just going to be one of those where they, they just struggle to sort of like maintain any sort of traction, and they've lost a lot of quality. Hasn't recruited very well. Um, that's why I think they're only just about gonna beat the drop. Um, it was just outside the relegation zone for you, Wills. Okay, so can I just kind of give a list of the other teams that I thought would be in the relegation battle? Then yeah, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Um, so yeah, so Barrow and Hartlepool going down outside uh, Harrogate, which Liam D has kind of explained. I mostly agree with him. They've kind of they're on the bit of a downer, a, a downtrend after kind of like starting all right. Um, Colchester and Rochdale as two teams who um, traditional league teams, but in a really kind of like slow decline and. Both of them with attendances at the moment that, um, you know, the likes of Barrow and Harrogate, well, I think Barrow definitely get bigger attendances at the moment than Colchester and Rochdale. Colchester mm-hmm. in the championship not that long ago, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, why issues with the new stadium being too far out and f- fans maybe don't get on with the owners that much and kind of like at Carlisle, there's just been a slow decline on the pitch that's put fans off, but they're getting about 2,000 fans at home games. So are Rochdale, I think Rochdale maybe getting about 2,500. So I've got them kind of like just really struggling but surviving and the other team we've got down there is Crawley, who... They've gone and signed the league's top scorer, but haven't really done anything else. And they've got this weird cryptocurrency people. And the <laughs> okay. sign, signing the league's top scorer just smacks of these people who know nothing about football. The county takeover. Sitting in an lives. office. You know, sitting in an office going, Watch it, let's sign the league's top scorer. That'll win us the league. And then they do that <laughs> and they do nothing else. And they've got, I can't remember who they've got as a manager. Um, they obviously uh, Yems have to go because of uh, making racist comments, and they've they've gone and replacing. I think they've gone and replacing with just someone unknown. So I don't I, I don't think oh, <laughs> yeah I think I think the um, the cryptocurrency Wagme thing is probably going to crash and burn, but not but not ending relegation. I don't think though. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, fair dues. Liam, I mean, who was who was occupying your sort of bottom spots, your your sort of like mid drift areas for the bottom bottom relegation um, sort of areas? Colchester's a big name, isn't it? That I think is probably going to be down there in the table. And I think sort of like a, a bit of an unexpected one that I just do not think will do well at all. Doncaster Rovers, but I really I really think oh. that they're just going to keep going down, down, down. Everything okay. that club because. I, a while ago, I did like a um, a talk show thing on YouTube with some other EFL fans, and and ever since I went on that, and they were talking about Doncaster's downfall, it's just got worse and worse and worse since then. They sold Ben Whiteman to Preston, who scored against Carlisle in a, in like an FA Cup fixture, and since then it's all just been downhill from there. They they, they dropped down the table that season. The next season they get relegated. And nothing seems to be picking up for them. I just don't think. I think it's just going to keep getting worse and worse for Doncaster. And for, momentarily, I had them in my relegation zone, but I thought that might be a bit too far. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Doncaster are going to do well at all. And then obviously, some more obvious names: Grimsby Town will probably stay up by the skin of the teeth. Mm. Uh, Crawley's an interesting shout because Crawley could go either way. I feel. I think they'll either come top of the league or bottom. You know, it's, it's yeah. one of them ones where. You, it's like like cryptocurrency. You can go up, it can go down. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> you can go whatever. The hell, 
you know, it's unpredictable. But yeah, that, that they'll be my major shouts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so um, you lads have basically done the the bottom half of the table and say like from the playoffs upwards as well. Is that what you lads have kind of done? And yeah. obviously the rest being mid table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, which, which I, will I, be I relevant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, I'll I'll go I'll go from like my uh, from my twenty one to my eighteen. Then the sort of people that might get sucked into that relegation battle, and then I'll pick yeah. up from where who I think's going to be safe and go through the mid table yeah. from there. And um, you got lads obviously sort of gagging that mid table when we get there. Uh, so at number twenty one, I've gone for Harrogate Town. Uh, poor last towards the end of last season, like you lads have already mentioned, and uh, I put them in at number twenty one because they've only really. Um, brought lads in on loan this year most of the recruitments have been done on loan and when you're doing that it looks like the ownership are just trying to maybe recoup some of the losses that they've made in the initial investments over at Harrogate they were sort of seen to be a bit free spending in their non-league days and maybe because they haven't pushed on in the league in the ways that they would have hoped to then they haven't uh, you know maybe they're just looking to cut the losses so yeah I can see Harrogate maybe getting sucked into it I've gone with uh, Sutton United um, I, I know that's like a random shout number 20 obviously the big playoffs last season uh, but I think they've lost the uh, one of the biggest reasons they made the playoffs last season is the goalkeeper uh, the Australian goalkeeper Dean uh, Bowles Innes uh, I don't know if that's how you say it but he's gone to, to Reading and uh, yeah I think they're just going to maybe just suffer a little bit next season and uh, might struggle to find momentum and then get themselves uh, not sucked into a relegation battle but maybe just sort of like end up in that bottom half and never really gain enough traction to get away from that 20th position. So I see them finishing there. Colchester United is a team that both of you gentlemen have mentioned. Um, poor finish last season. Slow to recruit this season in the transfer market. Doesn't build you with much confidence. And uh, number 18, I've gone with Rochdale, another team that both of you lads have mentioned. And 18th is also where Rochdale finished last season um so they're the sort of teams that i think will possibly get sucked into a relegation battle i didn't go with a uh, grimsby which is the team that both of you gentlemen have mentioned getting sucked into that relegation battle i think when a team gets promoted there's normally a little bit too much momentum for them to get dragged back down into that relegation zone so i've gone for a little bit higher now mid-table for me Looks like this, lads, and um, it doesn't really get interested until I get up to 10th. These are kind of teams that I think are just going to tread a lot of waters. At number 17, I've gone with Gillingham. I think they're going to be the team that comes down to do the worst this season. Um, I just don't see them being able to cope with this division. And um, yeah, I just think they're going to do quite poorly. There's always a team that do quite poorly. 16, we might have I've slightly probably... different views on that. Fair <laughs> do. I think Look we've got life. different views on Doncaster as well, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, Grimsby is a team for me at number 16. Uh, I think they're just going to be too good to avoid uh, rele- relegation. I think they're just going to be too good you know, to, to get dragged into that. The momentum and the recruitment has been quite good over there. Um, Liam, what you're saying there about about Gillingham and uh, Grimsby being being, I think they're just going to be fine and dandy and safe. I think you're more enthusiastic about Gillingham being even safer than that. I'd put Gillingham as safe to go straight back up. To be honest with you, I, I, in my prediction, I'm debating whether to put them first or second, but I think they will go straight back up. I think they are just they're one that 
they had an awful season last season and they're trying to rebuild quite strongly. They've got a good supporters base and they've got some good players still at the club. So I think, and they're all good. There's some clearly League One class players in that squad. And I feel like they are just, I think they will just go back straight up. I've got a good feeling about Gillingham. They're a good, strong club that, you know, you go back a couple of seasons, they were doing brilliantly at that level. But yeah, Gillingham, I've got to go right back up convincingly as well, I think. Yeah, it's just, for some reason, I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling. I just saw it there in front of me and I just went for it. Wills is, uh, is, is Grimsby being um, like that secure. Is that a bit, is that a bit silly? Do you honestly feel like Grimsby don't have enough about them to, to get that far up the table? Who do you think is going to be occupying those safe positions, but bottom half? Yeah, I mean, I've, got, I've got Grimsby among them. Um, mm. uh, Grimsby, other teams have been mentioned. Um, Sutton, um, similar reasons they did really well last season, but it's you know it's not like they've come up with like a lot of money or anything like that. Um, it's just maybe one of those things where they've done really well. They've got the momentum, um, probably in line for a, a more normal season. I don't see them sliding all the way back down to the bottom of the table and struggling, even though they are one of the smaller teams because they've kept enough of their squad around them that you know they can still. You know they can still kind of do all right. Um, uh, you mentioned as uh, well. My, my mid table goes. They want me to do it up to like about mid, sort of like the middle, bottom yeah, half let's of mid table. Uh, let's go to twelve. Yeah. Okay, Um So we've got also Walsall, Stevenage. No, nope, high for Stevenage. Well, these aren't in any order. <laughs> Walsall, Stevenage, Doncaster, Grimsby, Sutton and Newport. I think that's the right amount of teams to occupy that little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've got, I've got quite similar names, but I'm, I'm throwing Lake Orient down there. My sort of mid-table from sort of like Grimsby, it goes Walsall, Lake Orient, Quarley Town, Swindon Town. Um, and then Newport's just above that for me. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I just think, you know, New, these these are all teams, and I've made a note of this when I've gone Walsall, Lake Norrie and Crawley Town. Like, the only note I've made between the three of them is that these are very interchangeable. Uh, yeah. They're going to be around that position, all three of them. I don't think, you know, any of them are going to be threatened by anything. I don't think any of them have got good enough squads to really push for anything. Yeah, but also... A playoff position. Yeah, I mean, Walsall have made a lot of changes to their squads. They made a big rush of new signings at the start of the summer, including Joe Riley. Um, but when I've kind of like asked their fans whether this means that they're kind of like pushing for promotion, they don't think so. So they think that it's still, you know, they're they're still lacking in key areas, and they're not that that you know they're not that optimistic about next season. So I've kind of like dump them in that area that's just kind of like proper mediocre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I've gone for Swindon Town in at 12th because they've got a new manager, new goalkeepers coming in. Um, I, I know they had a good playoff run last season, but I feel like it's going to be a, like a bit of a mixed bag for them this year. And they're going to 
maybe struggle at certain points and uh, you know they're, they're sort of rebuilding themselves because Swindon are normally in and around that playoff position but every couple of years they need to do a bit of a rebuild because they don't function on the most amount of money in a division so they do seem to have that swinging momentum when they do a playoff push and then swing back and then try again and then swing back mm. so they seem to be one of those teams and that's why I've placed them sort of lower down the table when maybe a lot of people would have expected. Liam, have you got any one in that mid-table area that 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 you know like maybe doesn't belong there. Maybe it's a bit of a curveball. Um, I think Wimbledon coming down maybe mm. won't do great. Um, yeah, they're the big ones. But apart from that, I agree pretty much with most of what you've said. Apart from every, I think Newport are going to finish playoffs. Um, I think they will. You know, they've been trying for seasons on seasons. I think it's finally it's time. Difficult. You know, yeah, you, Newport you know, were difficult. Yeah. To but they've got Zanzala think- now. They oh, have, they have. Right. So they do, yeah. so they do. So that might be... Well, I think they could push up a bit there. further than that. But so, yeah, Wimbledon, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. stay down there. I mean, the teams that came down, so I mean, like I kind of, for my research on what, uh, on where to place teams, I kind of looked at the um, football forum that I post on to see where everyone else there's posting, um, predicting teams. And people in general were kind of like quite cool on the relegated teams. Um, obviously, Liam has uh, Liam D has different views on Gillingham, but um, <laughs> it yeah. seemed that you know normally there is someone who kind of like comes down who everyone expects to be fighting to go right back up. But it seemed the majority of the fans posting on there, none of them really had any of the uh, relegated teams in a in a promotion battle. So um, I think we've all kind of like rated Doncaster quite low. Um, I haven't, I haven't rated Doncaster yet. I haven't rated Doncaster yet. I haven't got to. I haven't got to Gillingham and Crew or Wimbledon yet. Um, true, but I've very true. Doncaster have, have already appeared in my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just outside the playoffs, gentlemen, the higher end of the mid table is what we're looking for. We're going from eighth to about twelfth, and for me, it's Newport, Newport County. Like I've already sort of mentioned, um, I just feel like they tread a lot of water. There's always a lot of sort of hype about them, and just uh, what's it called? A lot of something, no trousers. I don't know. Just you know what I, you know what I mean. There's always something about them that doesn't seem to go quite their way as well every year, maybe a long-term injury to a top goal scorer. Or for no knickers. Yeah, yeah, something like that. There's an old saying, something like <laughs> yeah, that. Or for no knickers. There's an old saying, something like, like that. that. The, next, yeah. <laughs> the next sort of um, three teams that I've gone for might surprise people, but I mean, we're getting towards that end of the table where you need to start making some cutthroat decisions. Who's going to get into the playoffs? Who's not going to get into the playoffs? And, you know, you need to save room for certain teams. So yeah. at least you feel like you do. And so, yeah, maybe, you know, there's going to be a bit of controversy now as we move into these ones. Mansfield Town. Um, sorry, no. <laughs> Salford City. Um, I've gone in at 10th. I feel like they're very similar to Newport in the sense that they're all third, no knickers, did we say, Wills? Um, I think, a lot of hype. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hype about them. Just like just, just a lot of hype about them every year and they just don't seem to really get the job done and always fall away from any kind of top table position or playoffs and just don't really seem to get the job done. And I don't feel like this year is going to be any different to any other year. So I've gone with Salford uh, at number 10. At number nine, I've gone for their Merseyside Cousins, Tranmere Rovers. I feel like it's going to be a rebuild season for them, which is going to result in them finishing exactly where they finished 
last season. They've lost a lot of experience in terms of like people like Jay Spearian, for example. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a rebuild for them. The changing room is going to feel very different next season. And I feel like the result of that is just going to be a big fat X and they're going to ninth last season, ninth next season. And just outside the playoffs, I've gone for... Doncaster Rovers. Uh, I might have overshot them, gentlemen. Um, I might have overshot them, obviously, Liam. You feel like I have. Um, who have you got sitting just outside the playoffs, Liam? Carlisle, for a start. Um, oh, the first mention of the United. I don't think we'll go up this season. I, I think it's more of a rebuild for Paul Simpson. But I think at this level, managerial appointments and like organization of a team and like the system you play is a lot more important than the players themselves you often find them the, you know you think you never you know it's usually the big name managers that like it's usually the best managerial appointments that get you higher up in the league and I think Paul Simpson's one of the best managers at this level so give him a season to rebuild his squad and then you know then we push on for promotion the season after um around him you know you've got like Salford, Sutton, them sort of teams that had a decent last season. Mansfield Town are another one that um, you know, I, I like. I like that away day, so I don't, I don't want them to go anywhere. I like them in league to do with us. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, them sort of teams, I would say. But that, that's where Carl will finish probably anywhere between twelfth and eighth. I think we can finish. I think that's where we need to be aiming as well for this season, just top half. But yeah, nothing really different to what you lot have said. No, 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 but the first mention of Carlisle United there. And uh, Wills, how are you going to mention Carlisle United just outside the playoffs? Well, um, so my kind of like 8th to 12th, I think, is this. Yes. Um, yeah. Contains, it contains Gillingham, Crew, and Wimbledon. Oh. Uh, this was me kind of like being conflicted between in my head not wanting to be too down on them but having people telling me that they didn't like see them as kind of promotion contenders um it contains Tramia who have been mentioned yeah yeah I mentioned Tramia and, yeah, yeah um it also contains Carlisle and I've kind of like just put a note on it Carl saying high mid table 10th to 12th uh, I mean, that, and what, tenth what? seems to be our standard finish when we're having a rebuild as well. So <laughs> you guys are just like party poopers, you know. I don't understand why you wouldn't be a little bit more, a little bit more ambitious with Carlo United. I mean, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to ask. I mean, like if that, if that's the case, then obviously you're going to be thinking quite highly about some of the teams you have put in the playoffs. And um, I mean, hopefully Carlisle will be able to surprise you next season mm. and. You know, beat a couple of those teams as now we do enter the playoffs. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's jam packed, isn't it? You know, it, it gets really cutthroat. It, gets, it starts getting a lot more difficult. Um, I've gone for somebody that occupied the playoffs last season uh, in terms of Northampton Town. They, they, they were surprise package last year, finishing fourth. Uh, they did quite well, a lot better than a lot of people maybe predicted they were going to be able to do. And I feel like they're going to do quite well this year, but the league's a little bit more competitive. Then I've also gone for Crew Alexander. Obviously, we've spoken about them just coming down. I feel like they've got enough momentum to go straight back up again. Mansfield Town finishing uh, quite highly last season. I put them in my playoff position and Stockport County pushing on their momentum from the National League to finish in at least minimum a playoff position 
and uh, I noticed that I haven't mentioned a certain team there. So uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that excitement to build and the anticipation to build. And uh, yeah, I mean, who's inside your playoff picture, Wills? Um, it contains Salford. Salford, they don't feel like what Salford done differently this year that have impressed you compared to what they were doing last year. Nothing really. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's why I haven't predicted them to get automatic promotion, but I guess I can't really overlook how much money they have. So I always kind of like, I always kind of like feel there's something pushing them up towards the top end of the table when I come to predict how they'll do for the season. Um, Salford, Orient, who I think finished last season, they they started and finished last season very well, were terrible in the middle. They, um, I think they still had a plus 13 goal difference when they were fighting relegation. Well, not fighting relegation, but they were in amidst the relegation battle almost for a little bit before kind of going on a good run. Um, I think kind of like if you take that bit in the middle of the season out, they would have definitely been in in and about the in and about the kind of promotion race. Um, I think they'll get into the playoffs. So we've got Salford, Orient, Stockport, money bags, and Mansfield, yeah. money bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they all they all kind of make sense. And they were they, a lot of those teams were in and around there last season as well. Um, Liam, who have you gone for in terms of your playoff picture? Um, I've got them in order: seventh Bradford, sixth Stockport. There's one we can all agree on. Uh, fifth Crew, and then fourth Newport. I think. Uh, I I they're just for teams that you've got a good a good feeling about. I think Bradford. As much as I don't think they'll, you know, they've made a lot of big money signings this season, Bradford. But I think they they don't all click as nicely as they would like to. I think it's one of them ones where I, I don't like their manager. I think because he's managing the Premier League, everyone thinks he's a top top manager. But really, I think he's been sacked within a few years of all of his, the jobs he's ever had. So you can say, he's, you know, he's managing the Premier League, but you know, he didn't do a very good job in the Premier League. He got sacked, and then he just <laughs> dropped down the leagues. And, and, and still hasn't found a job that he's any good at. So I, I don't like the Bradford. It's Hughes, isn't it? Is, is that his name? Yeah, yeah Hughes Mark Hughes. Yeah. Mark Hughes, yeah. I, I don't like him as a manager. And I think he could be one of the first to get sacked this season. So I think, but I think with the money they've thrown at the squad, it needs to happen to some degree. So I think Bradford will just scrape in. Stockport for similar reasons. You know, they've just got a lot of money. Crew coming down. I think they've got enough to push to go back up. And then Newport. Um, just because I think, you know, Newport are an up-and-down club, aren't they? They're always in and around the playoff position. Last season, although they had the league's top goal scorer, I think, um, they didn't get anywhere near it. So I think they've lost him. And they're going to have to learn to play a different way, and I think it is going to work with Newport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, all quite similar. Obviously, there's a couple of teams that are different uh, between us all. And uh, before we go in to the top three and because I have Carlisle left in my top three I feel like I'm best left to last <laughs> to let the anticipation build just that little bit more so Wills what's your top three looking like? Um, it's Bradford Northampton and Swindon Northampton yeah. very similar yeah. very yeah. similar and you know like I am kind of a, I suppose a bit more kind of 
uh, hot on Bradford than you know Liam is, but they do tend to disappoint. Um, and just as I've said, Salford do tend to disappoint. Well, I'd, I'd say Salford doing badly. More more delight than disappoint. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean they're kind of the flat to deceive for a while down here. And you keep thinking this is gonna be their season, this is gonna be their season. And even though it hasn't been, I'm still I'm still gonna say for Bradford, this is gonna be their season. Uh, and Northampton um has just just very good last season and have very similar squad going into this season. And Swindon. Are kind of pretty much the same. Um, I think they're kind of, they seem to be quite a well run club now. They kind of you know came from the brink at the start of last season because they were not you know it looked like they were going to go bankrupt and then they got new ownership. Um, it seems like they've actually got very good new ownership, so I think that I feel like they're just a club on the up at the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Liam, you've already mentioned that yours looks very similar to Will's. So uh, let's hear yours and let's see how much you agree. What was yours, Will's? Just uh, Bradford, Northampton, and Swindon. Mine's Gillingham, Northampton, and Swindon. Just, Yay. just change the top slot. <laughs> <laughs> so is that in order? North- uh, well, Gillingham, no, well, Gillingham top, Northampton second, Swindon third. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter what order they go up in, yeah. but as long as they get automatics. But yeah, Gillingham, I just I'm more rate the club than the players and the manager themselves because I just feel they they I feel like they're going to go up. It's not really anything based off like research or or actual facts. I just have a feeling that they're going to do really well because they seem like a solid name. Uh, Northampton, I think, would you know kind of cheat out of getting promoted last season. All they needed to do was hope Scunthorpe didn't lose by seven. Hey, hold lose seven nil. Um, you know, and and then Swindon, Swindon. As much as I hate the lad, get Harry McGurdy's a hell of a player, isn't he? You know, he just he's a hell of a player. Um, and they've got a good team, Swindon. And like you said about the new owners, they're they're just a well-run club that I, you know, I rate the club itself quite highly. Mm. And I think yeah, I think them three will be yeah, they'll be the ones that go up. All right. Well, my, my top three looks a little bit different. I mean, there's a little bit of similarity to Will's, um, but a team that you guys have uh, rated quite low, that I've rated a lot higher, is Doncaster. I put them in third position. I feel like they've got that bounce-back ability to them and that sort of like too big of a club syndrome to be in this division. And I feel like the supporters are going to be enough to make that a hell of a place to play away games in and that'll be enough for them to get enough traction and gain enough points to at least scrape into that automatic uh, promotion position. And in second place, I've gone with Carlisle United. In Simo, we trust. And um, yeah, in Simo, we trust, mate. I just can't... Simo doesn't like losing and I just don't think it's... <laughs> so he won't lose. And therefore, and therefore, via that logic, we're just not going to be losing that many games. Football's not that complicated when you really think about it. And um, sometimes it's just a matter of willpower and Simpson has a hell of a lot of willpower, just like I did there, uh, to put Carlisle United in second position, uh, automatic. Yeah, I just feel like we've done a good job in recruitment. I feel like we had a decent squad last season that was really poorly managed, 
And, uh, you know, if we get the, it doesn't take a lot of quality to, to get out of this division when you've got momentum on your side, when you're playing in a really good system and when you've got a really good manager that can maintain, um, you know, a good run of form. And Simo has all of that in his locker. And yeah, that's, that, I, I've got high hopes for us in terms of uh, next season. And just why the hell not? Why the hell wouldn't I? And at number one, uh, a, a team that, Liam, you only put in your playoff picture. Wills, you put in your automatic promotion picture. And uh, yeah, probably very ambitious for me to put them in at number one. It's Bradford City with Mark Hughes. Um, yeah, I do think he's a good manager. Liam, I do think he's a decent manager. Um, he's got a lot of experience. He's um, he's obviously a good enough manager to entice certain signings, to sign three-year deals with Bradford City and buy into the long-term project that they've got a vision for over there. And I feel like this time there's just going to be you know, surely if it doesn't work this time, then you just set everything. You know, just 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 leave it. You know, what I mean, just 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 every, everyone in Bradford yeah. invest in Bradford PA instead. You may as well. You know, that'll be better for for the city because it's just <laughs> you can't you can't keep taking that beating with that size of a stadium and and being in this division for as long as they've been in this division. They don't they don't belong down here really. This they're they're the sleeping giants of League Two, and um, we'll let them. Uh, we'll let them awaken and hopefully they'll awaken with a roar. And I've predicted they finish top of the league. And with that, gentlemen, um, concludes. I mean, we have uh, we've had a few disagreements, haven't we? <laughs> um, we've had quite a lot yeah, of agreements as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've had disagreements on um, Gillingham, Doncaster. Uh, are there any other major ones? Oh, Carlisle. Yeah. <laughs> Carlisle, yeah, Carlisle's a big one. The, the oh, yeah, I don't see where you're obviously. coming from there, though, because the manager is immense at Carlisle, yeah. Paul Simpson. And, and I think managers are a huge part, an organisation of a team is a huge part of this level, and I feel like it could go really well. I think it is possible that we do end up high up, but I feel like Simo's ambition this season is to just be more stable than last season. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. And I guarantee you, Mark Hughes is gone by Christmas. I absolutely guarantee you that. <laughs> I don't think. I think. I think when Simo won back-to-back promotion from the conference, I don't think he was planning on getting promoted the season afterwards from League Two to League True. One either. I just feel like he had a really good system and he went with the momentum that he had. And if he can recreate anything like that magic, then maybe we can just about get into that automatic promotion position. Maybe not champions again, but maybe you know enough to to keep the momentum going. Wills, get excited. Get yeah, excited, I mean, it's like just a few weeks away now. It's it been, is, uh, it is. Short summer. Tickets went on sale this week, didn't they, for the Crawley Town game? I'm sure it's yeah. going to be an absolute, um, you know, season big... ticket arrived in the post this morning. Oh, the excitement mounts. Yeah. <laughs> the excitement mounts, mate. The excitement mounts. And uh, I mean, that's enough excitement for this week's episode of the Blue Army podcast. Wills, Liam, thank you so much for joining me. You're this welcome. has been episode 75. And there's nothing else really for us left to do apart from say bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs> bye for now.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.